1: Peter is on the phone line. Good afternoon to you, Peter. We're going back to old school. We are going back to old school, but it always works. So let's hang in there with that. Okay, let me get straight in with questions. Firstly, if I can find this text that came in earlier, and I know the picture was sent on to you um, on the WhatsApp. I just can't find it here now with all the other WhatsApps that are coming in. Have you got the picture there?
0: I didn't actually see the picture, Trish, unfortunately, but I I, I got the question. It was about a theonotus plant which had lost its leaves but still had roots. Now, as I say, I didn't see the picture, um, but I think a cianotus is an evergreen plant, It's a beautiful evergreen. It's also called Californian lilac, which a lot of people will know it as. But uh, when an evergreen, like if a deciduous plant drops its leaves now, I'd say, okay, it's just coming into early leaf fall for the autumn and it should be fine. But with something like a cianotus, it's evergreen. So it should never lose its leaves. So if it's only lost a few of them, I'd say maybe it got too wet or too dry. But if it's lost all of them, Then certainly no, that would be bad
1: news. Unfortunately, yeah, I I have actually the picture in front of me. Yeah, the leaves are just gone uh, completely.
0: Yeah, uh, For for whatever reason, I don't know the reason, but no, it's unlikely to come back. Okay, it
1: was from Mary who's (laughs) in the Wild West. She put she put on the text, and she wants to know: should I keep cuttings inside?
0: I would say at this time of the year, yes, it's getting a bit cold. It's not too cold yet, but we've had the odd kind of grass frost. Uh, so I'd say yes, coming into the middle of October, keep cuttings inside if you have a glasshouse or a polytone or even a kitchen window, so will do.
1: Okay. Hi, uh, Patricia, could you please ask Peter, is it too late to apply autumn lawn feed? Some no,
0: not, not at all too late for the autumn feed. So you're you're in October. I'd look at something like the Winter Protect, the Long Gold Winter Protect. It's probably the best of them um, because you're looking at something to encourage good root development over autumn, winter. So something high in potassium and phosphorus is what you want. You're, you're easing up on the nitrogen feeds. Uh, you want higher phosphorus and potassium for, for root development. Not too late at all. I would put, put them on any time up to the end of this month.
1: Gat on Twitter is wondering if Peter Dowdell has noticed that an awful lot of leaves have brown spots this year and silver birch trees have big black patches. It almost looks like a dalmatian on the trunks.
0: I hadn't. The short answer is I hadn't, uh, particularly, not more so than than normal, um, but that's not to say just because I haven't noticed it doesn't mean much. I don't notice a lot of things. Um, brown spots on leaves, as a general rule, is, is caused by things like a, a fungal leaf spot or possibly rust or something like that. And black spots on a birch tree would be something similar Um but no, I, I in short, as I say I haven't noticed them particularly worse
1: this year. Okay, and probably now that it's been pointed out to you, you will start I'll noticing keep it. it. Every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mick says. Question for Peter, please. Can you cut back a privet hedge? It's gone too high. Is now the yep. right or the wrong time to do it?
0: Well, yes, this is the short answer. You can. You're 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 getting to. Being a bit too late, but you're still okay, really. October, um, so you could you could do yes, absolutely. And if you if it, if we did start getting very cold weather and you didn't have the job done, well then you can leave it alone until the end of February, and you still have plenty of time then.
1: Lucy, while cleaning out the shed this morning, discovered a bag of daffodil bulbs. but They're from last year. Is it, are they worth planting?
0: The best the best thing to do there is is to check them with your 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 hands so of the bulb soft we're in the middle of, of bulbs here at the moment because i'm selling bulbs online on the com, and we're just we're up to our neck in daffodil bulbs tulip bulbs every kind of bulb so i can tell you if the bulb is soft uh leave well alone throw them out into the compost bin but if they're firm to the touch so if they're still kind of quite hard that they should be fine absolutely um they're anyway soft you can go now in terms of bulbs as well just a general because it is the time of year so it is a general piece of advice everybody sees is saying, "Oh, I need to get my bulbs in. I need to get my bulbs in before it goes cold." Where actually, the the opposite is nearly true. Trish, you really want to drop in temperatures before you plant your bulbs. You want to see the frost. You want to see that winter weather starting. Uh, before you, you put in. I know bulbs are appearing in supermarkets and garden centres earlier and earlier every year, even from August now you're seeing them. But of course, that's totally the wrong time to be planting them. You really need to wait till October. So it's now onwards is when you want to start planting your bulbs. You need the cold weather so that the bulbs know they're in winter. If you plant them too early, they'll come up too early. So uh, if those daffodils are still firm to the touch from last year, they should be fine. If they're soft, throw them out but i still wait a while before I plant both. Okay. The
1: and then you like to stagger the planting, don't you?
0: I do. I love it. If you If you plant a few, let's say this week and a few next week and do it over three, four, even up to eight weeks, that, that extends the flowering period in the spring, Trish. And it's just lovely in the, in the springtime.
1: Okay. Somebody who signs themselves an amateur gardener. Could I ask Peter, please, when to stop using tree ties and stakes? All of my trees were planted about 10 years ago and there's yep. a variety of different trees.
0: Then yeah, you can absolutely stop. The most important thing when you're planting any tree, Trish, when at the time of planting is that you get well water, obviously, but for the first couple of years, but also staking. So I often say to people when you see kind of stakes that are nearly put in as, as an afterthought, they're not there for decoration. The reason for, for staking it is to stop the root ball rocking in the soil. It's not even to stop the tree snapping above the ground. That's unlikely to happen. But you, the reason you're staking it is to stop movement down low. And that mo- so it's as the roots make start anchoring them the the tree into the new soil that's the important period and that happens over the first two to three years so uh, after year three you could certainly remove the stakes Um, they're there for ten years now yeah definitely you you can
1: remove them Listener says Hi I cut back I cut down my hydrangea about two weeks ago and I'm wondering now was it too soon?
0: Probably say yes. I'm afraid I would normally. Well, it it might. If you know, it's it's a difficult one to call. The reason I'm hesitating there, Trish, is because if we don't get any severe frost or snow or ice this winter, then no, it wasn't too soon. But if we do, then it was a bit too soon. The reason you'd leave the growth on it uh, and and the dead flowers on it over the winter is to just give the plant, give the base or the the base of the plant that kind of blanket of cover, that protection uh, from the frost and snow. Uh, If you cut it back too early, it's completely exposed to the the winter weather. But look, hydrangeas are tough. They're resilient. I mean, even in the very severe winters we've had over the last 10 years, uh, they've been fine. So I wouldn't worry too much.
1: Hi, uh, Peter. Does Peter recommend using raised beds for growing vegetables outdoors? Does he have any tips for doing the same, please? And that's some Jim in South West Cork.
0: Yeah, well, I certainly do, Jim, in South West Cork. I would recommend the use of raised beds for several reasons. Uh, now, when I say I recommend them, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't use ground-level beds as well. It depends. I mean, not, raised beds aren't suitable for every situation, number one, and some crops will do better out of them. But uh, the reason I would I would recommend them is, is there are several reasons. Number one, you can kind of create your own environment, your own soil in there. So if you have a limey soil and you want an acidic bed, you can create one in a raised bed because it's totally artificial, if you like. Um, and vice versa, if you have an acid soil and you want to create a limey area. Also, by raising it... You're, you're creating, and because you're creating your own soil, you can you can have good drainage. You can create a bed with very good drainage, because it's going to drain away. Uh, you're also raising, uh, because you're raising it up, you're raising it. <laughs> they used to believe it was because it was closer to God that the, the veg would do better. And you know what? Who am I to argue, Trish? Who am I to argue? It's either God or the sun or whatever, but plants do tend to, to raise, do better in raised beds, Um the other The other reason is they're much easier to work with, so if you're anything like me, and the hip is beginning to give a bit of trouble, the back is beginning to give a bit of trouble, you're not you're not looping over as low so if you can get a raised bed, even you know it doesn't need to be this high, but if you could get it up forty centimeters to nearly hip height, you know it's much easier to work at it A couple of tips would be make it too wide i I wouldn't go any more than four foot in width because then again you can't get to the center of it easily, so reach out your arm. And double that so you can get out it from both sides that should be the maximum width of the bed uh, you could also if you, if you if you want to practice the no dig school of gardening, which is as it sounds where you don't dig the soil and you let the earthworms and the soil microbes and everything do their work, you just layer different different um layers of organic matter and organic material uh, on the bed each year and just or every few months and just work it up um, and that, that's that's another approach to, to growing fruit and vegetables, but the short answer is yes, I would recommend these.
1: Okay, lots of people seem to be looking at nature. Another listener said they have noticed red berries on the holly bush. Uh, they've been they've noticed them since for the last two weeks. So that was into September. Is that very early?
0: It's a bit early, and that's funny because I had noticed that myself actually a lot. And a lot of the the the, the hedgerow plants are burying quite prolifically this year, which is often said to be a uh, you know. A, a forerunner for a harsh winter. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case or not. But certainly I have seen them very, and it is quite early. But I've also seen the autumn colour has been quite early this year as well, the autumn foliage colour. So I think it's more to do with the climate at the moment as opposed to what's necessarily about to come. But I hope anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, and actually I've got a holly bush as well in my garden. and But it always seems to have the red berries early, uh, but it it does seem to be particularly early uh, this year, and of course that argument. Then, you'd, when you want it uh, Christmas, there won't be a berry in sight. It
0: won't, but the birds will be nice and fat. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's it. Yeah, <laughs> leave them to the birds. Christine in Cork, when is the best month to prune roses? Uh,
0: the best month, in a short answer, is early February. Early February, but realistically, any time kind of between the end of November and February would be fine. But I leave mine till early February.
1: Monica in Donegalty has <laughs> a Lelandi hedge. Uh, when is the best time to cut it? Is it now, or should she wait until the spring?
0: I would say as well, wait till the spring. It was a bit like the, the privet hedge that somebody asked about earlier. You could do it now before the end of this month, and it's, it's not too late. So it should be fine. But uh, you might be better off. If you don't get it done this month, you might be better off leaving it till mid February.
1: And Derry emailing the programme says, I have a large lawn. And with the last two years it's been infected with a weed called now Derry is calling it self-heal it's a purple flower very yeah, aggressive Prunella yeah, yeah. How, how, do I, how do I get ri- how, how does he get rid of it and oh, he I also has it. a problem with moss
0: Okay well moss we, we'll we deal with moss with the Prunella Prunella vulgaris or self-heal which is actually a very valuable herb Um you don't get rid of it. You learn to love it. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Purple flowers. It's really, really lovely. Now, I know he's probably switched off the radio. Because he, when he, <laughs> he wants the that.
1: gorgeous green...
0: Lo- wants, yeah, the go- yeah. So, uh, I'm afraid I have no magic wand for you except getting out um, and getting it out by hand. Just get out. And I know that's not going to sound practical if the if the large area, but go out there and get it out by hand, a small hand-troll and get rid of it. The best... Um, the best prevention, if you like, Trish, for, for weeds in the lawn, there are chemicals out there, but I'm not going to recommend anything because I, I don't like spraying these nasty weed killers onto the lawn. So um, the best prevention for weeds, the best way to prevent weeds colonizing your lawn, if you like, healthy lawn, is healthy grass growth. So, And it's also the answer to the second part of the question. The best way to prevent moss growing in the lawn is healthy, gra- healthy grass growth. If you give the lawn the right conditions, the correct pH, which is a slightly alkaline pH, so slightly limey, moss can't grow in that pH. Moss can't tolerate it. But unfortunately, a lot of people use, and a lot of the the moss-killing products are based on sulfate of iron, which creates the opposite. It, It does kill the moss, but it creates, in the longer term, it creates acidic soil. The moss will come back. Right. So what you want to do is create a slightly alkaline growing conditions, uh, and with good aeration and good drainage and scarifying maybe once a year, you will have a good, strong, healthy lawn where weeds don't come in or can't come in or certainly come in less. But of course, that that's that's how you do it very, very briefly. But the downside of that is that that's very, very high maintenance. I much rather a bit low maintenance and, and learn to love the wildflowers in the grass. So mm. it it it's kind of a personal one, but realistically, I'm afraid the only way to get out and get get rid of that tail feel is to get out there with a hand throw.
1: We'll I the daisies. I love just learn yeah. to love the daisies. Okay, we'll leave it there, Peter. Have a good week. Andrew, thanks. We'll please. chat next week. Thank you for that. That is uh, Peter Dowdle the Irish dot com.
0: Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact.